Life by Divine with Sue DeMay fosters deep healing and profound awakenings as she guides you to hear, answer, and trust the highest calling of your heart. Your host and sacred guide is global impact visionary leader Sue DeMay, a best-selling author, international speaker, and gifted intuitive healer who challenges all of us to shift from life by default or even life by design to truly living life by divine. And now, here is Sue DeMay. Welcome to the show. It's an honor to be here once again with you. And today we're going to get into a topic that probably can be a little bit triggering. And you might even feel a little bit defensive or resistant. And I'm going to encourage you to stay with me, hold steady here as we talk about healing the shadow side of spirituality. The shadow side is something that all of us have. We have a shadow side, but we can have our individual shadow sides and then we can have this collective shadow side. We can have shadow sides that impact our relationships, our spirituality, a a whole array of areas and, and ways that the ego finds a clever and cunning hiding spot, basically. So today we're going to talk about why we can't fully embody our light without shining light on our darkness. And we can look around at what's going on in the world and we can see that there's a lot of darkness rising. There's a lot of shadow rising and people are actually showing their shadow sides outwardly. And as much as it's challenging to witness, as much as it's challenging to face, because a lot of times the it ends up, the ego ends up kind of projecting and attacking. As much as it's challenging, it's purposeful and it's necessary for all of it to rise up to the surface. Now, it doesn't mean that we sit down and, and allow other people's shadow to walk all over us. It doesn't mean that we don't stand up for ourselves and speak our truth. And that's part of the shadow side of spirituality is, is spiritual bypassing. And I'm going to talk about that as well. So we're going to talk about the shadow side of spirituality, our own shadow side, ego hijacking, spiritual bypassing, all of those things that you can feel empowered when you have an understanding, you can feel empowered and you can learn how to discern when your own shadow is showing up and identify and witness when other people's shadow side is in play. And instead of judging their shadow, we can actually learn how to navigate. There is a way to navigate it for ourselves and for others. The challenge is with the shadow side, it's, it's not always clear. It's challenging to discern because it's, the ego can, is a shapeshifter. I've talked about this a lot. It's a clever, cunning shapeshifter, and it will evolve based on our level of awareness and our level of consciousness. And the ego will actually hijack our spirituality. It'll hijack the language of love. It'll hijack the idea of us being in divine service in the world. It'll hijack caring, compassion. It'll hijack anything. It can 
again, remembering the ego is an overprotective helicopter parent constantly hovering over you, trying to keep you safe, protected, and playing small. And it will use anything and it will stop at nothing to achieve that goal. And it uses fear because it only knows fear. It uses fear to keep you imprisoned, to keep you held back, derailed, detoured, distracted, whatever it can do. It has a lot of different tactics and creates all these ego personas and personalities, which I've talked about in my book, The Evolution of the Ego. So as I'm speaking today, as I'm talking about this sensitive topic, I promise you, you will probably feel like I'm poking at a tender spot or a wound, or it's going to feel, you're going to feel like you're going to want to defend or attack or dismiss or judge what I have to say. You don't have to believe everything I have to say. In fact, I would encourage you not to set an intention to believe everything I say. Just try it on. Just open your mind and be curious. I wonder what will land for me and I wonder what I'll feel resistant to hear. I wonder what will trigger me and I wonder what I can embrace. Curiosity and wonderment creates an opening in the mind for you to receive the message you're meant to receive. We are open to anything and at the same time, we need to be attached to nothing. So I might be actually pushing up against a truth that you hold really strongly. And any attachment we have to truth, it doesn't matter how spiritually true that truth is. If ego is holding on to it, if there's attachment, then you know ego is hijacked it in some way, some shape or form. And ego hijacks can be subtle or they can be extreme. As we shine light today, I want to encourage you to be willing to heal. Be willing to look at your shadow. Carl Jung has done a lot of work on shadow. He's basically kind of the, the creator, or the, he gave birth to the idea of the shadow side. It came through him. And he talks about when, if we don't own our shadow side, our shadow will own us. So if we don't own and acknowledge that darkness within us, then that darkness will own us in some way or another. Even if we do everything in our power to try and avoid it and deny it and bury it or pretend it's not there or dismiss it, it will ultimately ultimately take ownership of us. So it's essential that we all look at our own dark shadow side and we don't need to deny it. We just need to embrace it and own it because there's aspects of our shadow that are actually really good qualities and they're purposeful parts of our personality in the human experience to help us navigate this world. They can serve a purpose in some way or another. But when we deny or judge that part of us, 
because we don't like it or because other people judge it as wrong, like say the, that bitchy side, the shadow side of being bitchy. If we deny that, then we're actually missing out on, on an aspect of our personality that can actually be helpful in certain circumstances. So the shadow side itself is a big topic. And I, you know, we could talk for days about it and we'd still have a lot of more questions and you'd probably have a lot more angles to explore. So today my intention is just to introduce you to the idea or maybe deepen the idea for some who have been open to exploring your own shadow sides. There's a process you need to go through. It's not just about recognizing the shadow, it's actually about taking yourself through a process of owning and embodying those, those positive aspects or the helpful aspects of your shadow side. And we don't deny the shadow the same way we can't deny the ego because it still empowers it. We need to move through the process and see and allow it to unfold with awareness, with compassion, with, with the compassionate witness for us and for others. Carl Jung also said that knowing our own darkness is the best method for dealing with the darkness of other people. So right now, if we are so focused on what others are doing and we are not looking at our own shadow side, then that is an ego trap. That's a game that the ego plays. You know you're bumping up against your ego and your sh the shadow side of your ego if you're wanting to protect something or project onto somebody else. Project blame, judgment, whatever it is, project guilt, project shame outward. You know you're bumping up against the ego if you wanna protect or project. So if that's what you're feeling, if that's your reaction, then you know it's their shadow side is somewhere in there. If you're wanting to defend and attack, you know the shadow side of the ego is in play. So I talked a lot about the spiritual ego, but I'm in previous episodes, so you can go back and listen to pre previous episodes on that. But I'll touch a little bit about on it today again. The spiritual ego is a stage of evolution of the ego and no matter where you are in your awakening and enlightening kind of process you're going to bump up against the spiritual ego you're going to encounter it no matter what and you can't deny it you can't dissolve it you can't push it away you can't pretend it's not there you can't force it you can't heal it instantly it's a process of recognizing it witnessing it Embracing it, accepting it, making peace with it, being there, not letting it take over and hijack you and, and navigate those, those situations in your life. Just witnessing it, seeing it in play is enough to soften it, but it doesn't necessarily make it go away. So the spiritual ego comes in and there's always a feeling of superiority or inferiority. You either feel superior over somebody or you feel inferior to them. You shrink, you hide, you withdraw, or you feel superior, you puff up, you feel like it can even come in as pride. It can even come in as confidence, but like almost like a cocky confidence. So ego can hijack anything. 
Ego can hijack anything and use the language of spirituality. It can use the language of love itself to convince us that what we're doing is good and helpful and healing the world. Meanwhile, we're totally hijacked by the spiritual ego and we are actually, and we end up doing more harm than good. Our intentions are good, but our actions are hijacked by the ego. They're infused with fear. Caring in the form of fear and worry is like sprinkling people with fear. That's an example of an ego hijack. Ego hijacks caring in the form of worrying about people. People don't need you to worry about them. People need you to believe in them, to hold faith in them, to empower them. But at the same time, we don't want to bypass where they're at. So it's that compassionate witness. So as you can see, there's a lot of different angles I can take in this topic and I can go a lot of different ways. And I want you to recognize that the shadow work is, is work. It requires radical honesty with self, being radically honest with yourself, being radically honest with others. It requires looking at the, the parts of us that we don't want to look at, that we want to deny. If we're denying, defending a part of ourselves, that's, that's the ego. That's the shadow side. So I'm not going to go into how to process it because it's like a whole, a whole big piece. But I want you to understand some of the ways that the shadow side of spirituality is actually causing harm. And one of those things, you may have heard this term spiritual bypassing. Spiritual bypassing can mean a lot of different things and can encompass kind of a, an umbrella of a lot of different ideas. But essentially, spiritual bypassing is our in unintended, usually unintended, bypassing of our emotions. So let's say we're feeling fear. And in a spiritual teaching, like A Course in Miracles, it says fear is not real. But if you're sitting in your human experience and you're feeling afraid, and your physical body is in that flight or fight or freeze response, that sympathetic nervous system is fired up and revved up, then telling yourself that there's no such thing as fear is trying to bypass that emotion. And it's denying our humanness, it's denying our human experience, it's denying our human emotions. So instead of Bypassing it, one way to do it would be, even though I know on some level fear is not real, it feels real in this moment. And then you go into it. Where do I feel it? What do I feel? How does it feel in this area? What does it look like? Is there a color associated with it? You explore it. You go right into it and explore it. Because if you just bypass it and talk yourself out of it, the energy of the fear remains in you somewhere. 
Whereas if you could witness it, go into it, process it in whatever way it's meant to be processed, then you can actually clear it. So with emotions, we can bypass emotions and that's not healthy. That's not helping us because it keeps them in play. Remember energy in motion, that's, that's emotions. We want the emotions to be in motion. We want that energy to move. And the denser emotions like fear and helplessness and hopelessness are all dense and intense in the body. So we, we can often try and numb them out, bury them down, push them away, deny them. And my encouragement in the process that I teach in the Intuition Academy and through my inner circle membership is to go right into them, to move into it and process it. There's a way to process it so that you can actually clear it, come up the other side of that darkness, step back into the light. But you're not trying to go around the mountain. You're actually climbing the mountain. You're going through the experience of the emotion but it's usually in more of a compassionate, kinder way because there's a way to do that so you don't get so sucked into the trauma. But same thing, we don't wanna bypass the trauma. We want to process it and we need to process it physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, energetically, all of that on all levels, in all bodies including the etheric body, because the etheric body can hold a lot of patterns. It can hold a lot of imprints of past trauma from this life and from past lives as well. And the shadows can often come from past life as well. So owning the shadow side, recognizing it, accepting it, processing it, drawing out the positive aspects of it instead of denying it all, recognizing that there's certain aspects of it that are actually serving, that are purposeful. And when we can draw those aspects of ourselves out, then we can empower ourselves. And we can recognize when the shadow side is showing up and we can own it and use it in a way that actually serves without denying it. So bypassing is often, what we do with bypassing is we're denying what makes us feel uncomfortable, feel resistant. And our resistance often shows off as dismissing. We dismiss other people's beliefs. We can dismiss other people's ideas. We can dismiss their truth. We can dismiss emotions. And even people saying, you know, what you did made me feel that you can dismiss honoring how people feel. So you can dismiss your own emotions and other people's emotions. Bypassing the emotions actually keep us on a lower, denser emotional scale. So we stay, we get stuck in helplessness and hopelessness. Because to move up that emotional scale, a lot of us need to move through anger and rage and frustration and resentment. But we don't allow ourselves those emotions because in, as humans, we judge that we shouldn't feel angry, we shouldn't have rage. There's a lot of people that are angry right now. There's a lot of people that have rage. And yes, it's often misdirected. It's projected outward onto different things and, and situations outside themselves instead of really taking ownership for it and feeling it fully within themselves. And there's healthy ways to express anger. 
I didn't know that as a child, so I buried it and kept it in. So there's healthy ways to express anger. And I've had, I did a session with somebody recently in a one-on-one -on -one private healing experience. And they had this venge, like vengeful rage, raging thoughts. And they were like, I, but I don't want to think that way. I, you know, I know, and they bypass it. They use the spiritual language and they're like, but I know that, you know, everybody, everything's happening for a reason. And I'm like, no, 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 we're not going there. Don't bypass this. I want you to feel angry. I want you to express those vengeful thoughts just to me. Share them with me. I can be your compassionate witness because I can hold them in that space of love and tenderness and, and compassionate witness. And they did, and they expressed, and they, they said some really awful things in the eyes of the world. Like, you wouldn't want to say that even publicly. And when you have someone that can hold that container for you to let those really dark thoughts out, you free yourself from them. Especially when you have a witness that won't hold judgment for those thoughts and just see them as, as energy that needs to move and have an expression. Dark thoughts, like even hurting yourself, suicide, those kinds of things. A lot of the times we, we need someone who can hold space for us to move through those layers. We, we, it's challenging to move through that dent, dark density by ourselves. So as much as I'm telling you not to bypass those emotions, I'm also encouraging you to, to seek support to follow your heart, trust your intuition and who you're meant to work with and who's, being, who's gonna be able to support you. I worked with someone recently who was having thoughts of suicide and it was completely out of their person, regular personality. And we ended up doing five soul retrievals. We ended up doing a, a clearing dark energy entity that was attached to them and a whole other like a whole bunch of other stuff within the hour session. We did so much in an hour. There was so much darkness pulling on their system and on their energies, past life influences as well. There was so much. So I know there's a lot rising up for a lot of people. And there's ways that you can process these things. But seek help when you're meant to. Asking for help is, is a sign of courage and strength. So bypassing emotions is one thing and bypassing different old trauma and wounds, whether it's collective, like when we look at racism, the, the chronic racism we have in our society and, and the way that Black people and people of color are treated in the past and today. We can't bypass those things. We can't say, you know, choose love, love and light. Let's sprinkle it all and heal it with love. No, we need to do the work. We need to, as, as a white woman, I needed to look at my guilt that I held. I needed to look at my inherited racism. I needed to look at my trigger around white privilege. Why did I feel guilty every time someone said it? And in the beginning, I avoided it. 
I didn't understand it, so I avoided it until I couldn't avoid it anymore until I was willing to do my work. And that meant me going in and underneath and looking at where, where did I have inherited racist thoughts and ideas and beliefs? In what ways are my actions and behaviors actually supporting racism? And in what ways can I support black people, people of color, indigenous, those individuals that had, have had had real trauma in the past. I can't turn a blind eye to that. So there's an ownership that needs to be, uh, and we need to forgive, forgive ourselves, forgive those who've come before us, but not without witnessing the emotions and the trauma and the wounds all of those wounds need to come to the surface for healing. And that's what's happening right now. That's what we're seeing. So not an easy thing to witness, not an easy thing to face, but necessary. It's in fact the only way. And there is a kind, compassionate way to move through this. Kind and compassionate toward yourself, kind and compassionate toward others. I told you there's a lot here. Hang in there. Bear with me. Stick with me here. I want to just talk about the idea of awakening and enlightenment. Because this is part of the shadow side of spirituality as well as people. They're chasing this idea of awakening and enlightenment. And I talk about deep healing and profound awakenings because we have these moments of awakening all the time. Some are sustainable and last, and the others are fleeting and are momentarily awakening. And then we fall asleep again, or then we go back into that ego. So the idea of awakening or enlightenment being a destination, when I arrive, when I awaken, when I am enlightened, then that doesn't work because it's a process. It's a gradual process of awakening. It's a gradual process of remembering the truth of who we are. And in that process, we will have different truths and beliefs that we need to embrace. Because spirit is our guide and our teacher who's, who's reminding us of the truth of who we are, which is love. But spirit doesn't bypass our human experience. Spirit meets us in our humanness and reminds us of our divinity. And that's what I'm here to do is meet you in your humanness. So if you're in fear, if you're holding tightly to a truth or a belief and you're attached to it, that's spiritual ego. That is a shadow. Attachment, holding. And when we're holding so tightly to a truth, we can't eventually embrace another level of truth because I've talked about this before and, and recently I, I did a whole episode on truth. The idea of truth is, and the, the way I love to look at it is Adya Shanti, the spiritual teacher talks about if you see truth as a finger pointing to, truth is a finger pointing to, 
And we, we, we have these fingers pointing to a truth that in our humanness, we are meant to embrace. And at that time, as we embrace it, it helps unwind our mind and brings us to another level of understanding, which creates an opening in the mind to try on another truth, a deeper truth or more expanded truth. So for example, for the longest time, I have a really dear friend who teaches A Course in Miracles and she's like been doing it for decades and she's, she's, she loves it and, it and she embraces every aspect of it. And for me, I take pieces of A Course in Miracles because it resonates and works for me and then other pieces don't. So the idea that we're not a body, I'm not a body, I am free for I'm as God created me. I think that's one of the lessons. I'm not a body, I am free. My experience has been so much in my body. As an empath, it's been so much a physical experience as well as emotional, mental, energetic, and spiritual. But my physical body is my path. I go through the body to heal. And I use the body and its symptoms and its, its little nigglings and all that and its subtleties as well as the energy body and the etheric body, I use that as a way to heal, to heal others and to heal myself. And what I'm able to do is go through the body and identify the root, whether it lands back on a thought, a belief, an energy, an old trauma, a past life, a spiritual retrieval, needing a soul retrieval, whatever it is. When I was trying to embrace the idea I'm not a body. It was so far from the level of understanding that my brain needed to embrace. It just was impossible. And I resisted it and I fought it. And it was just, I tried and I tried and I tried. And I was just like, you know what? This is not working for me. So I planted that seed and I put it aside and I said, okay, I understand that idea, but I can't fully embrace or embody it. So then I went, I shifted back. I let go of needing to get that lesson. And I shifted back into, okay, what's the lesson I need right now? And the lesson I heard is in my defenselessness, my safety lies. And then it shifted because I couldn't quite, I didn't like the safety word. It didn't quite resonate with me because I was letting go of the need to protect myself. And that was, that was kind of shifting out of that. So I went to the words, in my defenselessness, I am free. And I don't need to defend my body and I don't need to protect and, and from a place of fear. And that all shifted. But I needed to meet myself in my humanness. I needed to meet my human mind and my human understanding and my beliefs that I was holding at the time and my truths that I was holding at the time and create an opening from there. I, I wasn't meant to come with a hammer and smash the, the walnut. I needed to come with a small little tool to pry it open and open it up and create just a crack. So there's different truths or different beliefs or different tools that will come in that will just create a little opening, maybe even plant a seed a seed of understanding that maybe later you can fully embrace. But everything's a seed. Everything on this human plane is an idea, a concept, 
a truth that we can embrace but not become attached to. Because there's truths that I used to embrace that I no longer embrace, that I recognized that I needed to let go of. And then a different truth came in. So all truths, all beliefs are really fingers pointing to what we need to hear in our human experience at that time, in that moment in time, in order to create an opening. And then sometimes we need to sit with that for a while until we are meant to let it go. That's why I always teach in Heart-Led Living in, in my book, two of the 10 principles are be open to anything and attached to nothing. Easy, easy to say. It's an interesting, they're interesting principles to really fully embody. And it takes time to embody them. And some incidences in some ways it's going to be easier to embody those and in other ways we're going to want to bypass we're going to want to deny push away deflect distract that's our human nature that's how we're programmed but our programming doesn't have to define who we are and how we are in life we can change that programming and Awakening and enlightenment, everybody always, in the beginning, I know for me, and, and I think a lot of people mistake this as well, is the idea of enlightenment and awakening is this like love and light and fields and rainbows and, and unicorns. And it, that's not it at all. It's not all sunshine. The path to awaken, the path to enlightenment, is a destructive path because it's literally breaking down all the programming and concepts and structure we hold at the level of the mind. It's blowing out the foundation, which is founded in fear. And sometimes that foundation needs to be totally jackhammered away and we're standing on nothing. standing on blind faith, basically, until a new foundation starts to form. So for those that are wanting to wake up and really do this work, it takes courage. It takes willingness. It takes commitment. It's not easy. And if you're looking for the easy way, this is not the way. But if you're looking to have the greatest impact on your life and everyone else's lives, then it's worth it. And the challenging part is you can only deny your shadow side for so long. And eventually it's going to catch up with you and it's gonna be in your face and you're not gonna be able to detach from it. You're not gonna be able to bury it. You're not gonna be able to contain it the way you used to. You're not gonna be able to numb it out the way you used to. What we used to do is not working. What used to work is not working. And it's not working because the call to heal and the call to awaken our levels of consciousness is stronger than ever before. 
And this past year, 2020, as much as people can judge it, I have embraced it and I see because I keep getting these visions from spirit. I keep calling forth for another perspective whenever I struggle. And I keep getting these visions of real profound purpose for all of this. And what I've seen and glimpses of different people is, is like forcing people to stop and pause, forcing people to really feel what's there because they're so busy. It was so easy to ignore. So now it's a matter of, okay, how do we support people in becoming aware of these deep, dark, dense feelings that they've had for so long and now arising to the surface? And some, for some, at, at crazy speed. And instead of projecting it outward and attacking, how do we support them to process it? How do we support them in owning those aspects of themselves that they've been denying up until now? That's the real question. How can we meet people with compassion and love? How can we support them? And supporting them doesn't mean we let them walk all over us. It doesn't mean that we let them attack and, and project and be mean and hurtful. Perhaps you'll be guided to stand up and speak a level of truth. Perhaps you'll be inspired to join a march, take a stand, in some way stand up, stand out, stand strong, speak up. The idea of speaking about the shadow side of spirituality or even talking about the spiritual ego at one point for me was terrifying. Even in my, my book, Heartland Living, 10 Principles That Shift Consciousness from Head to Heart, I talked about the spiritual ego and my ability to actually identify it in others. And that's a lot of what we do in, the, in my inner circle healing membership. I help people shine light on their spiritual egos. I help people shine light on their shadow sides and, and bring it out in a way that actually empowers them. We transform it, transmute it in a way that can actually be of service and support. So when I initially started talking about the spiritual ego, I, I, like I wanted to shrink my spiritual ego. Was like I felt that inferior, like, oh, who am I? Who am I to talk about this? Who am I to, to see it in others, especially those that have a really big spiritual ego? There's, there's, there's people out there like that. I'm sure you've encountered some now that I'm talking about it. In the beginning, it felt, I felt very mm, intimidated by this topic. And the more I do my own shadow work, the more I look at my own dark aspects of myself, the more I'm able to support others. And the more solid I feel about it. And even in saying that, I can, I can see my spiritual ego just off on the sidelines, ready to pounce and, and puff up the peacock feathers. I'm like, no, no, thank you. I'm going to remain humble in this because 
when we bump up against the spiritual ego, it's definitely humbling experience in our, in our humanness. It's definitely humbling. And I want to remain humble around this. But I'm being honest with you because I can feel my spiritual ego wanting to jump in here. I'm still doing my work. I'm still looking at my stuff. And yes, when I'm on a call, when I'm working with my inner circle, when I'm working with a client, I am a clear channel, spirit coming through me, whatever message that individual needs to hear, not always what they want to hear, but whatever they need to hear, I deliver. And outside of those calls, and even in moments like this, I can feel and sense my spiritual ego in the shadow but I don't empower it. I don't deny it because that empowers it. I see it, I witness it, I acknowledge it. Oh, there you are, I see you. Oh, I see the angle you're taking. That's the conversation a lot of times I have with it, with my ego in general. Hmm, curious angle you're taking, I see you. I don't judge, I don't, I don't deny, I don't push away and I just I see it accept it embrace it and then I make a choice to align how can I be in alignment in this moment and I call on spirit a lot spirit show me the way I do not know how to unwind from this aspect of my ego show me guide me lead me direct me and then I soften, and I surrender, and I forgive, and repeat. That's the work. It's part of the work. So as you're listening, and as you've been listening today, I want you to identify what felt like a thorn, or a poke, or a prod, or where did you feel like you got defensive and like, you know, comments like, oh, she doesn't know what she's talking about. What do you, that's, that's ridiculous. Those kinds of things, like where you just get defensive and you don't want to hear what I have to say. Another way is I often picture the ego plugging the ears and putting fingers in the ears and like, la, 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 I can't hear you. La, 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 la. That's another way we can avoid. That's a form of defense. Remember, anytime you're trying to protect, defend, project, attack, you know there's a shadow side in there. And when it comes to this bypassing, spiritual bypassing, just honoring other people's emotions, like start with empathy. You don't have to believe what they believe. You don't have to understand what they're going through, but just begin with empathy. I can only imagine how hard this is for you. I can only imagine how challenging you must feel by all of this, or how alone you must feel on this. Find a bridge of empathy. And then listen, listen deeply. Let them express and share where they're at. This 
healing path is, although it, it appears to be a destructive path, it's a purifying, cleansing detox. We're detoxing fear. We're detoxing old collective, individual and collective wounds for all of humanity, for Mother Earth, for all of us, for animals, everybody. So have compassion, have patience, empathy, honor how you feel, witness other people's emotions without trying to change them. Listen to their beliefs and, and, their, and the truth they're holding without trying to change their mind. Listening doesn't mean you have to embrace what they believe. But there may be aspects of their beliefs that, that you can bridge a common ground. And sometimes we just need to feel heard and seen and understood in order to shift out of the shadow that we're in, in order to find our way out of the muck. Sometimes we just need someone to come and witness and witness us in the muck. It's a lot of what we do in the Intuition Academy. It's a powerful journey to unwind the mind. Not an easy path, but a necessary one. So I want to thank you for being open, for being curious, for being in that space of, of wonderment and willingness. This is episode 98, and I'm feeling really more clear and clear about completing the live radio show and I'll be completing at episode 100. So there'll be 100 of the live Life by Divine radio show podcasts available. And you can access those on my website, heartletliving.com forward slash radio. And the new project that's coming in for me is called The Healing Experiment where you can come and experience different healing modalities, different healing tools, hands-on, experience them. And that will be my new podcast coming in January. It won't be a live show, so I won't be on Contact Talk Radio at this time, but it'll be a podcast that you can find on my website. So if you come to my website, you can actually opt in and find out more information. So when it does launch, come in the next two to three, well, it'll be probably in the next month by January 1st, we'll be launching that one. You can be informed and, and I'll share information on how you can participate in the healing experiment. It's going to be a powerful journey in really helping you, not just talking about healing, but actually doing the healing, doing the work. And I'd be honored to be your mighty companion. Just take my hand and, and I'll guide and lead and direct you as best I can. We're all in this 
healing journey together. We're all having our own challenges so we can honor each other's path at the same time as honoring our own, knowing that we are all basically all being pointed back home, home to our true self, true essence of who we are. And we need to remember that. So it's a process of, I call it a process of healing, but it's really a process of remembering. Remembering the truth of who you are while honoring the truth of others, who we all are. I am grateful to be here. I hope you'll join me for the next couple weeks. And whether it's live or whether you're listening to the 100 episodes of Life by Divine or join me for the healing experiment in, in the new year. It's an honor to be here with you and I'm grateful for these beautiful divine moments where we can share and join in this intention to heal and to awaken as fully as possible to remember the truth of who we are. I see you. I honor you. I appreciate you. Until next week, love and blessings. You've been listening to Life by Divine with your host, Sue DeMay. Shift your consciousness from head to heart and enliven your soul as you discover how to lead with your heart and live your own life by divine. Join Sue in the growing global heart-led living community at heartledliving.com. That is heartledliving.com.